All right, let's uh, bring on the Gateway Midget winner, Jonathan Beeson. Jonathan, Scott Trailer, Kirk Gilliatt, how you doing, my friend? Hey, good guys. Thanks for having me on. Congratulations Holy on that win, cow, man. man. That, that was, was that was maybe the greatest comeback of the year so far. That win down at Gateway, which you, it has to be up there with one of the best. Yeah, I mean that's not what I wanted to. to happen <laughs> no, you didn't want to have to go through all that. To happen, but no, but I mean, you know, kind of what I've kind of always what I've been telling everybody what I took from that was just like how cool it was to hear. You know, all the fans, uh, you know, really enjoy it because, you know, we're we're not the we're not the show there like we are at the Chili Bowl, the Midgets, and you know, we're kind of <clears throat> I call it the black sheep of the of the event. Uh, I agree. And, uh, yeah. At that point in time, it, I don't think we were. I mean, whether they still whether they cared for us, they just they all enjoyed just a good race, and that was kind of. When I got out of the car and heard everybody, you know, screaming and yelling, and that was, you know, kind of, you know, I don't think I, you know, would take any accomplishment from it, but just it was just cool to know that, you know, whether they like us or not, they just they can enjoy just a really good race, no matter what genre it is. Now, right. why wouldn't you take any accomplishment from that? That was a hell of a run, man. Well, I mean, it it was. I just I wouldn't want to, to think I'm maybe bridging the gap between a, a you know a bodied fan or a full body fan versus an open wheel fan but i think you know just in that time maybe they realize like hey we just want to see good racing it doesn't matter really what it is as long as it's good because you know really i didn't think their late model race was that stellar whether it was the track or just you know i don't know that those guys can do much on that small of a track but i think it was just cool to to know that, you know, whether they if they didn't like us before, they they've got a little more respect for for our cars, right? Uh, going forward, Jonathan, uh, when when you put your right front up in a Babs car, were you concerned that you did some damage to your car there at that point? I didn't think so. I mean, it was pretty soft. Um, you know, I've, I've watched that clip a couple times. I'm just trying to figure out. You know, obviously, I was pushing too too hard um but uh you know the way the i was pushing hard all weekend and, and my car worked better really the harder i drove it and i think there was a little you know i think they were with some of the holes in the track i think it kind of spooked him and he kind of let off pretty abruptly and it just all just came together like it did and but i didn't really feel like there was too much wrong and uh, a couple of guys came over, and of course, sometimes people don't know what they're looking for when they're trying to tell you if your car is damaged. But uh, you know, if it if there was anything wrong with it, it sure didn't slow it down. Was there a point when you were coming back up through the field that you didn't feel like you were going to make it to the front because man, you were driving the wheels off of it, bouncing off the walls, berming off the walls. You, you just did everything to get back to the front. But was there a moment during that race when you think? I'm not going to get there. Yeah, because I mean, when I saw that there was, you know, we'd already put down 12 laps. I think eight or 12. I can't remember. And I was like, man, that it's going to be hard to to get back through. But of course, there was a little of attrition, so a few cars had fallen out. But we, I'd kind of like got up there really fast, and then it kind of stalled out for about four or five laps. And there were some yellows, and then I didn't get spots 
on the yellows that I'd gained and really kind of thought those were, would maybe be the, you know, the end of the run just because once I kind of, I'd passed about everybody, you know, higher than what they were running. And I figured, well, nobody's going to, after these yellows, they're not going to just give that to me, that lane again. And then then I think. No, go ahead. I just, just, then Zach Dom got it uh, flipped upside down. Yeah. Yeah. That was coming to the white flag on the original checkered. And, uh, and that was when I rode the wall down in two and really, uh, you know, I really went through that turn sort of around the wall. It was actually pretty fast, but then what got me there on that lap was the, the exit or the entrance kind of ramp wall kind of protruded out just a tad and I caught it and it really killed my speed because I would like to, you know, done that over again at the time. Uh, but then of course, when he was, he got upside down, and uh, gave me another opportunity. You you knew you probably only had one shot because that was a one lap restart. You knew you had to get it done on that restart right there, didn't you? Yeah, because we'd had a race. Well, I think Thursday or Friday night, I had a yellow coming to the checkered, and I'd remembered on the race receiver they'd said, "Hey, that we're just going to go checkered." And I'm like, "Well, maybe this is because we're the black sheep, and they're just trying to get us off the track." Or, and then so then they tell us over the intercom that it's you know green green and white together and checkered and so i was trying to figure you know going through my playbook in my head of what i needed to to do or how i was gonna do it and it obviously was all gonna really depend on what chris did on the start and and, uh i think he knew i was fast around the top so he went there just to hope that if if i didn't try anything i was just gonna get stuck behind him but i kind of split second decided i had to try to slide him and make something happen and he didn't do anything wrong at all i mean he did the smart thing about all you could do uh, chris windham yep. as far as as far as what his strategy was as the leader he did everything right yeah i think he i mean i think he knew obviously throughout the week you know i was probably the car to beat and he was you know had to play some defense and, he, and it's kind of almost harder to play defense at the front because you just don't know you know he'd been running one lane mostly and never really had anybody challenge him besides me and probably just had not a lot of, uh, you know, time spent up on the top in that turn mm-hmm. and just probably didn't enter it as hard as he should have. And all, you know, all those things that happened to every race car driver leading, right. Right. Uh, just, you know, and it fell into my, you know, where it helped me out. Is there is there anything to gain from Gateway? Is there anything that you can take from Gateway other than being wheel sharp um, that you can transfer to the Chili Bowl? Or are the tracks so much different that you, you can't really take your setup that you run at Gateway and take it to the Chili Bowl? Is that is that the yeah, case? Yeah, I think the first thing, obviously, like you said, just being uh, sharp, you know, uh, with – probably just your decision-making skills while you're driving because, you know, the track's tight, so you got some of that uh, uh, same, you know, the same processes there. But, um, you know, the the dirt is obviously different. The Chili Bowl, I think, is going to have a little more grip. But, you know, the Chili Bowl's flatter than that place. So there's a – I think, for me, it's, you know, being a little sharper, but it – and I do all my own setups, so I mm-hmm. think what that will help me is that, 
you know, when I want to make the car feel a certain way, um, I'm, I think at least my brain is, is knows it, that it's going to do the right thing. So I won't have the driver in me will be like, well, he, the, the setup guy is going to know what to do. So I think for me, it was nice to, to make the right decisions to make the car better. So I've got some confidence in that. And then obviously right. driving it, you know, that I'll, I'll definitely get the most out of the car when I'm driving it. Jonathan, am I correct? Do you have two drillers? Yeah, two shootout drillers. I'm. I want a. I want a chili bowl driller. I've. I've kind of told quite a few people if I ever get one, I'd probably retire because I wouldn't know what else mm-hmm. to to accomplish. You know, in my career, what what I could do. What night are you running at the chili bowl this year? Tuesday's kind of been my night. Yeah, I had one spectacular year. 10 years ago on a Tuesday because I just bounced around and finally did good that day. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm kind of a little superstitious, so I haven't ran any other night but that. So You're going to run the shootout? Yeah, yeah. We're going to run, to the best of my knowledge, try and run all four classes. I haven't done that in probably four years. Uh, oh, wow. Hey, you're going to be busy. Yep, and my boy's going to be in the junior sprint. So oh, how about, how about that? that? Cool. Now, it, so, is this this isn't his first race. Did he race this summer in the junior? Yeah, we ran probably, you know, I probably ran 10 midget races, and he probably ran 8 or 10 junior sprint races. So, How, how was the season? Did he do any good? Yeah, he, he got upside down once, so he, he'd gotten that out of the way. He won <laughs> a race and a B feature, and we've got a – figure out how to put 20 laps i think we'll run 15 at fort in the future so we got to put got to learn how to put 15 laps together instead of eight so yeah how many hard eight cars you guys going to have at the chili bowl this year we're going to have a team of four so me and uh, a late model driver jake neal up in nebraska and then uh, a couple a set of brothers from new mexico that drive modified so they're uh, calling and colby Deming. What do you think about them opening it up and letting youngsters get in there and race with you guys this year? You got any thoughts on that? I don't. I mean, I think there's certain ones that probably can belong there. Um, and then, you know, I'd look at it as there's probably a bunch of older guys that, you know, if this is just a bucket list item that probably don't belong at the Chili Bowl either that never got, you know, looked at. But I think. Obviously, it's going to cause a little turmoil if some young kid comes in and, you know, knocks you out of the way or something like that. But, right. uh, you know, your results are the same. You're just going to be mad that it was somebody 14. But, you know, I've raced against him, and I was one of those guys at that time. I wasn't that, ever that young driving a midget. But yeah, I think in today's world, it, if you're trying, you know, these parents, they want to think they're – you're going to get their kids somewhere and they, the earlier the better because they're really probably if you're looking at a nascar ride there's probably one shot you know one seat to fill and it's out of those 14 year old groups it's there's a pretty good stack of them I mean, those kids and there is i think they're all you know there's five or six of them and they're all competing for one opportunity so they're trying to get that edge on each other and that could be the difference. Of, and some of those 13, 14, 15-year-olds been winning a lot of races, too. Right, no doubt. Yeah, there's a few of them that I definitely, I mean, they're a threat. Uh, you know, they're in, 
I don't see really where, like I said, they've their parents have just started them so young in any other type of class and being in the highest level of that, you know, series or car that I, I think they can do it. I think, you know, we're still going to have us older veterans are still going to have to rely on all those countless races that we've had to, to hopefully outsmart them. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us on the show, man. That was such a big win. $16,000. That was a pretty good payday weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, this biggest of my career. I've won, uh, you know, some $3,000 deals, but uh, never, never, you know, never won 10000 And that was, uh, it was pretty exciting. So. Yeah, and, and that's a good way to finish up the year, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For as little as we race, I mean, to go there and, and kind of, you know, be a threat, uh uh, you know, that was kind of my goal is just to be fast and then to really to come out and be kind of the, you know, obviously the guy to beat. Uh, and that was uh, pretty fun. That doesn't happen too often. So you, when you're, when you're that good, you kind of try to soak up all those and, and enjoy them to know you were kind of the best. Yeah. And to be, and to be perfect. You were undefeated the whole weekend. Swept. Yep. Yeah, and I was so, you know, I would have rather had Saturday, everybody's like, oh, man, you got this. You're so much faster. And I was like, no, I mean, everybody's had two chances. They're going to get faster. And I was like, I would have rather just win this night, not the other two, because that would be more money than the first two. So I was had all that planned in my mind. And, but then to, uh, to get it done and then just add it up to the total, that just made it that much better. Did you feel any added pressure from the two nights, winning the two nights before that, and everybody bending your ear saying you, you're the guy to beat on Saturday night? Did you feel a little pressure going into that race? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, for the car was, you know, we were just so good. And we and really just, you know, of course, you didn't want to change too much on the car. So then mm-hmm. I was like, well – now it's going to put a little more pressure on the driver because these guys are getting faster, which they should be after two nights of racing. And, you know, they're catching up to me. Just If they get even with me, then now it's going to be uh, – and then, then I go and win both nights, and then we do a redraw, and I draw a five, which obviously wasn't the worst, but I was like, well, let, you know, hell, that sucks. I was just <laughs> one, two nights, and now I'm getting – having to start, you know, two rows behind everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was some pressure, but I think if there's not pressure on you, I don't know that you can perform. So Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's got to feel good knowing that that was the last midget race down at Gateway that you picked up that win. Have you heard what they're going to replace the midgets with? Have you heard anything? I hear rumor they're talking about non-wing sprint cars down there. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I think they could make it around there, but honestly, it's really <clears throat> the perfect size track for the midgets it's actually wide through the turns maybe even wider than the chili bowl you know just nothing you know the event just doesn't run like the chili bowl not with the way we pit and stuff in there if you guys haven't been it's not as convenient and that kind of sport and i think that also goes in the fact that not as many midgets came just we're so spoiled with the chili bowl and how convenient everything is for us there with the pitting and that deal is you know, it's far from convenient compared to the Chili Bowl, but it isn't bad. We're pitted inside, so. Right. Uh, but, no, I don't know what they're going to put. I, I, You know, they could bring some more cars from that, you know, full-body genre, and that, you know, maybe brings more fans 
I'm sure they'll figure out something that's going to be best well, for them. Well, the best but, race, the best race of the weekend was the midget race by far in my eyes. And, uh, uh you know, I think part of it is is that, you know, USAC just got done with that West Coast swing out there. Those guys are a little burnt out. Their season just ended. Their point series is over, right? They're getting their cars ready for the Chili Bowl. They don't want to take a chance on tearing them up. I think that's why we saw the low car count with the midgets at Gateway. Yeah, I think that. You add engine wear and tear. If, you know, if these engine builders are got, you know, a month and a half to – rebuild all those guys stuff from the year so yeah it just it didn't add up uh you know the stars didn't align for it to be but i think you know we proved that it's it can all it can be a good race and a good show because man they can fit so many people in those stands in that place that the yeah. chili bowl can't so it has all the makings to to be uh you know close to chili bowl i don't with the three other classes, though, I don't know that they could ever get much more than about 50 cars pitted in there. Mm. So any more than what they already have. So they'd have to, if they wanted it big as the Chili Bowl, they'd have to do some more rearranging. Well, that wouldn't make a lot of sense bringing non-wing sprint cars in to replace midgets. You might as well hang on to the midgets. You're going to do that. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they've. I, I saw micros in there, which the only thing, you know, the what they could do micros would probably put a good race on but i think you know when you get to those late model fans and just i feel like they think they'd think the micros like the midgets like these are amateurs you know these this isn't right the big dogs it's a different uh, a different culture isn't it you want the best of the best from each of the series that's what you want yeah and i just don't they don't follow us i mean we were sitting in the hotel room after we had won the first two nights and me and my two guys that were there, you know, we've got our brand stuff on that looks like the car. We, and mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, half of the fans at that time, those first two nights didn't even watch our race. You know, they come down to mingle while we race and, and they go back up. So I think <laughs> they, I think they figured out who we were after Saturday night, but the first two nights they didn't have a clue. Well, it was the best re- race of the weekend. That is for sure. Jonathan, Appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Track Talk, man. We're looking forward to getting back down there. I was down at the Expo Center last week helping Flo, getting ready for their broadcast. And uh, it looks like the track uh, is going to be excellent again this year. I don't think year. we'll see a curb this year, are we? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Well, you never know. You just never know, right? Yeah, it 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 changes yep, from the shootout to the Chili Bowl. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jonathan, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Congratulations. There on the he win. is, Gateway yeah, Nationals thanks, winner, man. Jonathan Beeson, picking up the $16,000. That sweep in the weekend, yeah. it's a pretty good weekend for him. I think it's going to be a great racetrack down here this year. I really do. I think I it's did, going to be I, more I so, tradition than what we've seen in the past. And 